Welcome to the Podiatry Business Podcast, brought to you by your host, Lorcan O'Donnella, podiatrist and health business mentor. The podcast that is designed to help current and aspiring podiatry clinic owners to make the most of their clinic, turning it into a true business that can work without them, allowing them the freedom to earn more, work less, and live a better life. Welcome to episode 34 of the Podiatry Business Podcast with myself, Lorcan O'Donnell, podiatrist and health business mentor. The title of today's podcast is Get Prepared for the Second Wave. So what's been happening in my clinic is um, we are recruiting more podiatrists. Um, So by the time we've finished 2020, we'll have actually taken on six staff um, in the latter half of 2020. Businesses is just... Um, crazy to be honest so much so that I've had to employ a or have one of the staff step up and become the practice manager and take over that role completely for myself Um, all while um, like most places across the world and especially in Europe in particular that um, we seem to be having a second wave of coronavirus Um. A large debate here in the past week was whether we go into full lockdown or do we try to live with the virus or so forth. Now, this caused a lot of panic um, across the country as people try to grapple with how do we plan for this sort of thing. But this isn't something that I can affect. I can't affect, nor can you affect the coronavirus or how Joe Public um, follows the rules and therefore whether there's a second wave or not. You can't affect who's going to be in charge in the government, what decisions they make. You can't affect when a vaccine comes, if a vaccine comes. So there's no point in losing sleep over those things. What you need to do is you need to get yourself and your business prepared for a potential second wave or, or or subsequent waves. So the way I see it, there's pretty much three possibilities that can happen with each of these upsurges in the virus. The first, which is the best, is that you stay open and there's um, no change to your business. People continue to come and see you. And we're lucky in that as we are essential workers, we will be open in some capacity um, and hopefully open enough um, that we can do all of our normal work and that patients will still come to see us. The second option will be that we're, we're open as normal or almost normal and that maybe there's a drop in patient numbers. So patient numbers might drop by 50%, 30% or whatever. Um, we found that the, um, in our circumstance, the week before things really went bad in March, as Joe Public realized things were happening, we saw a 50% drop in numbers in that, that last week. So something like that is, is possible that could happen going forward. And the third option would be that you literally have to close down either because you're instructed to do so by your um, your organization, your, your government or whatever, or simply that you just don't have any patients and you can't actually turn over any money because nobody's going to come to see you. Now, again, these three things are not something that you can uh, necessarily decide which is going to happen. They're going to happen to you, but you can certainly be prepared for all of these. And to be prepared is the key to how you get on through this um, this ongoing uh, pandemic and um, as things change over the next few months and indeed maybe a year or two. Who knows? So 
There's a number of things, well, basically three main things that I think you need to do to be prepared. The first is you must know your numbers, and I mean money. You must know your numbers really, really, really well. So you need to know, for example, your costs in detail, not just generally off the back of an envelope or or I think I spend this much every year. You need to break it down. You need to know your profit and loss where you kind of look in and you see, I spend exactly this much in wages and you you know how much each single staff member costs you, including the tax, what your wage is, what rent are you paying, what is your electricity and so forth. You get the idea. And the more granular you can make it, the better. In Indeed, an example might be when I do it in our own clinic, I don't just simply go marketing. I will go marketing Facebook, marketing Google, marketing newspaper and so on. I want to know each single one that's how granular we will get with it. Secondly, you want to know what is your break-even point for a day, for a week, for a month. Certainly for a week at, as, a, as a minimum. Um, because if you don't know what, how much you need to turn over to break even, and if you reach Friday and you, ha- you have turned over less but you're not sure is it enough to break even and therefore keep going or, or, or make a decision, then you're in trouble. Um. So once you know your numbers, you know what it costs you to run your clinic, you know what your break-even point is going to be, um, you then need to figure out, do you have enough funding in place? Do you have cash to back up your business should there be a sudden drop or close down uh, of your clinic? Can you run your clinic at a loss or and how long can you do so? Um, indeed, if if you have to close your clinic, you're still going to have some bills. So you need to figure out how much money do I need? And these lockdowns are not likely to be as long as the previous lockdowns or as severe. It seems to be much more nuanced. So um, the idea that if you had a lockdown previously, I know in the UK, the lockdown, you know, lasted maybe up to 12 weeks. It's It's not likely to be anything like that. You're probably talking two, three, four weeks at worst. And you need to kind of figure out how much money do I need to have behind me if I'm running a 50% um, of turnover and or if I'm making a loss of, say, I don't know, a 1000 a month or whatever it happens to be. Do I have enough money? How do I do that money? You need to have a plan A, a plan B, a plan C, and so on, all depending on how business goes. So how busy it is or how much you have uh, experienced a downturn in your turnover and for how long. You need to consider things like, do I need to lay off staff in certain situations? And which staff am I going to lay off? Am I going to lay off um, staff number A or B? Or am I going to basically equally reduce hours and so on? Um, Now, I'm hoping that you don't have to do any of these things. I'm hoping that you... um, will continue to be able to to function and you'll continue to be able to bring enough money. You don't have to lay off staff. It's one of the worst things to have to do as, as an employer. And that brings me to um, steps two and three. So step two is you need to have a plan to reassure your current database. So you have a database of patients who already know you, they like you, and they trust you. And they're far more likely to come and see you despite being worried because they've been into your clinic. They've seen that you're a medical clinic. You know what they're doing, and it's a safe place. Indeed, statistically, it's a safer place to come than it is to stay in their own house. And you need to be able to reassure these um, these people, these patients, 
simply by uh, email, by phoning them, by sending them snail mail, old-fashioned letters, in person when they're in with you or they're on the phone calling in that you're reassuring them that we are open, we're essential workers and we're following best practice PPE and so on. Um, one thing we've done is we've changed slightly our SMS um, appointment reminders to, to add in something like this and a little link so they can go on and see what else they can, see what else it is that we're doing. The third thing then is your marketing. You need to um, you need to make sure that you don't turn off or turn down your marketing in the idea that you're going to save a few bob because the better quality your marketing is and the smarter it is, the, the quicker you will bounce back from this and the better you'll ride through any difficulties that come along. Essentially, the businesses and the clinics that will that will thrive the best throughout this pandemic and beyond are those with the best marketing systems, automated uh, marketing that works whether they're open or not. In essence, what you need to do is you need to make sure that you don't panic. You need to plan and you need to be prepared and you need to plan for best case scenario and worst case scenario and a number of uh, scenarios in between. You cannot be too prepared. Um, but remember, this too will pass. And if we all think, I mean, I haven't spoken to, to lots of other podiatry clinics since um, since March, almost all, if not all, to be honest, have found that they've been significantly busier afterwards for the various reasons we've discussed um, in other podcasts. Um, there are always opportunities in every difficulty. And you need to approach the coming second wave third wave, whatever it is, wherever you are, with the idea that there's an opportunity here for me, that if during the first occasion um, I manage to get through it, I'm still here, I'm still open, and in fact I'm busier, well then there's no reason I can't do that again, and in fact I can do it better, because I'm more prepared this time, and I know what to do, and I know it will pass. There's help out there for you. you. And I don't just mean coming to a mentor like me. Obviously, I'm helping my clients. and there, But there is lots of help out there. there there's lots of um, education online. There's lots of books. There's lots of podcasts like this. And reach out to someone and ask, what are you doing? How are you getting ready for this? Don't sit back and let events take over you and your clinic. Be ready and make the change on what you can affect, not on the things, and don't spend waste your time worrying about things that you cannot affect, such as your government um, and their policies. So until next week, um, this is Lorcan O'Donnell signing out.